Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Chipper Herald Sports Podcast. I am Chipper Herald Sports Editor Brandon Berg, and thank you very much for joining me this week. We have a fun interview with Bloomer Girls basketball coach Nikki Seibel coming up here in a couple minutes. Um, first of all, I want to take the time to thank everybody that has been able to listen to us so far and, and subscribe to our still relatively new podcast. We are with this being the episode five of the first season, we're this this will this will fill the hand. We got a full handful, I guess, here of our first season. We still get a few episodes coming up after this to close out season one. Again, the the format with this is it's going to come at you in seasons rather than you know specifically on a certain day every week throughout the year. You know, I wanted to keep it in, into a season format and keep it more you know topic oriented, so I can kind of come back to you know maybe certain people, certain topics if they have a you know, a certain area of expertise. I'd rather deep dive into a topic or a conversation for, you know, 15 and 20 minutes and, you know, be able to come back to someone a couple times if they have some kind of unique perspectives and expertise to share, then kind of, you know, blow through it all in one episode and, you know, have that be that. So, um, you know, as, as I bring up every week, if you want to find us, you, you can find us pretty much wherever you find your podcast, be it on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, et cetera. Uh, otherwise, we will each Monday morning when the podcast drops have a asset up on our website that you can listen right from there, as well as to some of the earlier ones as well. We've had some, you know, some some really good feedback and, and some really good, you know, uh, listener response here in these first handful of episodes. And I thank you very much for that. And you know, as we get to the end of the first season here coming up here, um, I already do have a couple you know ideas and interviews lined up for season two. But you know, if there's some people you want. You're in some topics you think would be interesting to cover. You know, let me know. I'm, you know, I'm a very easy person to get a hold of. Be it you know on social media or you know my email address here at the at the Chippewa Herald, which is just my name, Brandon at Lee L E dot net. Drop me an email and let me know because I want to be you know putting out content, putting out episodes that ultimately you're going to want to listen to. So you know, a little feedback goes a long way on that topic. So um, you know, my guess. This week is Nikki Seibel, the Bloomer Girls basketball coach. She's been the Bloomer Girls basketball coach since 2014, but she's been around the program you know, a lot longer before that when she was a player for the Blackhawks. She was a part of the team that uh, finished runner-up at the Division Three tournament in 2000 while playing for her father, the head coach of Bloomer, Wisconsin Basketball Coach Association Hall of Famer Lon Wilson. She was the 2002 Chippewa County Player of the Year. She went away and went to college at Winona State. Eventually, you know, made her way back to Bloomer, took over the job in 2014, and has been very successful ever since. She put up a 116 and 31 record during her time leading the Blackhawks. She's won a pair of Harder North Conference championships in 2017, guided the Blackhawks to the Division III state tournament. And, you know, we're going to talk a, a little bit about the, you know, what goes into growing up around the game when you have a coach, you know, as, you know, as talented as as her father Lon is, you know, someone who had just a, a ton of success with Bloomer, you know, in the, his twenty year run there from '87 uh, to 2007, led the team to 376 wins during that time, three trips to the WIA state tournament. So we talk a little bit about kind of growing up, you know, around that, you know, being a uh, someone that was interested in basketball since she was very little. Obviously, you know, there's there's some interesting. There's an interesting dynamic there with that, but also coming back and leading, you know, your alma mater. What goes with that? And Lon is actually an assistant on the team for her. So, and you know, very early on, you know, Lon 
and Nikki both kind of, you know, they knew that this was going to be something that Nikki was going to take the lead on. Lon's kind of been able to be there to be kind of that, you know, that that club pro, so to speak, of if, you know, if there's a situation she hasn't been in or something she's a little unsure of, I mean, it's never a bad thing to, you know, turn to your side and have a Hall of Fame coach sitting there waiting to have an answer for you. So, you know, we're going to get into that. What did she learn from him? You know, and also memories of that 2016-17 season where they made the run to the Division Three state tournament, a year where they actually didn't have a home game. They were a low enough seed where they played all of their postseason games on the road, but they kept going on the road and they kept winning. So, you know, being able to share that experience of coaching alongside her dad, you know, at the at the state tournament over in Green Bay is obviously one that, you know, she holds in very high regard. She'll get into details on that. So uh, stick around. we got that interview coming up here. And then when we come back, we're also going to be able to um, give you a sneak peek at our next episode. Welcome back to the Triple World Sports Podcast. I'm Triple World Sports Eric Brandenburg, and my guest on today's episode is the Bloomer Girls basketball coach, Nikki Seibel. Nikki, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks, Brandon, for having me. Well, um, kind of the—I know I've kind of already mentioned this a few times throughout the first few part of our first few episodes, but kind of what I'm looking to do with this is to talk with people that either have unique expertises or kind of have unique stories to tell in the world of sports, especially in the Chippewa Valley. And I think you would definitely qualify for that. Um, growing up, you know, growing up in Bloomer, you're also growing up and playing, you know, and really just growing up around, you know, your, your father, Lon Wilson, who was a, uh, who was a Wisconsin basketball coach association hall of famer, won 376 games during his 20 years at Bloomer, um, several trips to state, all kinds of success in there. And you were kind of, riding shotgun there with him for a lot of it, either as just, I imagine just kind of a, the little kid running around practice or up to the point where you, you played for him, I guess, what was it like kind of growing up around the game with, with a dad that was so involved and you know, so successful? Um, I definitely think it's shaped kind of who I am as a person uh, and my experiences growing up. I had the awesome opportunity to be a part of so many, um, you know, girls' lives. Uh, there's a lot of my players um, that their moms uh, might have played for my dad. Uh, and so they come back and they tell stories of little Nikki uh, running around the gym, um, you know, and, and the experiences. I, I mean, I remember going to being at practices, being, I, I don't think we missed many games growing up. Me and my mom went to a majority of the games uh, or I was a ball girl or I was filling up water bottles uh, going to camps with my dad all summer long, um, just really allowed me to have some amazing relationships uh, and memories and experiences that you know I will never forget. Um, some of the great players um, that my dad had um, back in the early '90s. You know, I remember those days. I remember going to state. Um, we went to state every single year uh, together as a family, and so all the way through my senior year of high school, um, never missed a state tournament, um, whether my dad was there coaching uh, or, you know, we went down there as an experience. And I think it just shaped and molded my love for the game of basketball. Um, but even more so the relationships that you get to make with, with coaches and players and, uh, you know, ha- growing up in Bloomer, um, having, that, having that small town um, experience, um, it was was quite uh, like I said. I, I think it's shaped who I who I am today, and I I think I coach. And the reason I wanted to coach was because of the amazing experience that I've had. Um, 
And now what's really amazing is I, I have a young daughter who um, I'm seeing the same thing the, you know, the basketball girls just love her and she, you know, she gets pretty bummed out when the season's over. Cause you know, um, some of them are moving on and, um, but we keep in touch and they just, they, they are now um, having that relationship that I had with those girls when I was growing up. So what was it like being kind of having to work with the dynamic of being a player that was playing for your dad? Because normally it's, you know, you, you have a coach, but you know, this is obviously a little bit different because you know, you, you have a coach and you have a dad and I imagine, yeah. you know, there, there was some spillover there one to the other when, when maybe, you know, you were just having dad time or you were just having coach time. Yeah. You know that um, growing up and, you know, especially when you get into high school, there's different dynamics that you deal with as, you know, a player or a coach's daughter, um, you know, some ex- um, expectations or, um, you know, that that coming, he did a really good job of kind of preparing me, you know, um, yep, you're my daughter, but you better be working, you know, you you actually have to work extra hard, you have to um, show them and, and, and prove to others that you deserve to, to play for me, you know, so he really he had high expectations. Um, and there are times it spilled over where I'd be like, Dad, you know, or, um, and he's, you know, it's coach, it's coach, you know, so he, um, he did a really good job of, of setting those high expectations and um, pushing me um, to, to do better, to be better as a player um, and as a person. And um, there, I, I will admit there are times where, you know, I would get frustrated or I would, um, you know, and I'd have to, to take a deep breath and, um, you know, because it, it's you're, you're seeing your dad, but, you know, it's your coach. And, you know, so those dynamics were definitely um, um interesting but you know my mom actually had to uh set a limit of after after uh supper there's no no bas like no basketball talk we're gonna take take a break we're gonna take a hiatus for a couple hours um you know because we could i mean him and i could talk about basketball and we still do to this day um all the time and so he just uh he needed um kind of that like nope we're not gonna watch film after a certain time you know so uh, we did have to set a little, a few limits, but um, it was, you know, I think I learned a lot um, just from being around him and him and I having conversations about the game of basketball. Um, so that was definitely, yeah, definitely a, de- de- uh, a dynamic, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. I, I think it made me a stronger person and made me, um, made me have to work harder um, to kind of prove myself. And I, I enjoyed that challenge. Now, after you graduated from Bloomer, you went you went to college and you played in mm-hmm. college, correct? Actually, I, I chose I um, was between playing basketball and golf, and I actually chose to play golf. Um, so I played golf at Winona State, um, and that was a that was a difficult decision for me. Um, I love basketball; I love the game of basketball. Um, but golf was something that I could do individually for myself, and that's something that I didn't necessarily. Um, maybe work as much on cause I was playing basketball all summer long. And so, um, I, I think it was kind of just a new challenge for me, something new to, um, you know, and the, and the travel and the things that I got to do and the courses that I got to play were, were pretty amazing. And so, um, I did go and I would practice with, with the, the, the team that went on a state team, um, um, just here and now just to, to be a part of that. Cause after about a year, you know, you miss it, you know, you don't realize, I think, um, how much of it was a part of your life. Um, until, you know, you're, you're not playing every day and you don't have all the summer tournaments and the travel and the things that you're doing. So, um, 
so yeah, so I actually, yeah, I play golf, um, which I'm very happy about um, that I that I made that choice. But I definitely knew that I needed basketball in my life still once I got to college. So I actually did some coaching, um, some youth coaching while I was there at the YMCA um, and things like that. So I, I definitely stayed involved. So you were able, you moved back and you, you took over the Bloomer program in 2014. So I'm kind of curious, how did you get Lon on the bench with you? <laughs> so prior to 2014, I was actually up in Barron um, and I was coaching with uh, Jim Bartlett um, as his C team coach and then JV coach. And once I moved to the JV position up there, um, uh, I don't know if you know, but Jim Bartlett and my dad uh, went to college together, have known each other a very, uh, very long time. Um, coached against each other for many, many years. And um, Bart kind of thought, hey, you think your dad would want to, you know, come be the C team coach and we could all coach together. And um, and so we actually, um, we kind of started that way. Um, so that's our first kind of coaching experience together. And um, Baron actually um, ended up going to state in 2012. So that was a really neat experience um, to, to be an assistant coach with him, um, with Jim uh, up in Barron. And so then um, when I came to Bloomer, I actually was the JV coach um, and then um, made that shift and, and took over. And actually, I, and my dad was actually the C-team coach in Bloomer at that time. So he had come back um, and kind of followed me to, to Bloomer. Uh, and so it was kind of just that, you know, made sense at that part, at that point, you know, someone that I, that I trust, someone that I know knows the game of basketball, um, kind of knows the ins and outs, obviously, of, of Bloomer and, and youth basketball and everything that's, um, that it's been and been a part of. So didn't take a lot of, a lot of convincing. He, uh, he loves the game of basketball and I think has to be involved in some way, shape or form, um, somehow. So, uh, it was pretty neat that he, you know, um, that we were able to do that up in Barron and then continue that in Bloomer too. And one thing I remember from your, your first year is, you know, pretty quick, you know, you, you and Lon kind of both understood that, you know, that, that it was, it was your team. I mean, it was something that, you know, it, it, you know, it was not kind of a, you know, there was no kind of, you know, you know, kind of both, both, you know, having the, the significant input. I mean, he, he very much deferred to you as being the head coach. Mm -hmm. And we, we set that, I mean, right away we had those discussions, um, you know, going into that season of, you know, I'm, I'm here as a support. I'm here to help your team, you know, the, the JV get better so that they're ready to play, play varsity ball. That's my role is, is to get them ready to go. And, um, he, you know, he said, we kind of set that standard right away. Like you have the final say, um, Nikki, when, when you need something, me, you tell me what, what you need me to do. And, um, you know, that, that was definitely needed. You know, he, he has so much experience and he's been around for such a long time. And, um, you know, that he wanted to make sure, you know, that, that they, that the girls knew community knew, you know, that, that this is, this is Nikki's, Nikki's team, Nikki's program. Um, not, not Lon Wilson, you know? So, um, yeah, that was something that we had a conversation with right away. And he, he's amazing in the sense of he, he pushes, you know, he has lots of ideas and throws things out there and, um, but in the end, he's like, what do you need? What do you want? What, what do you think? You know, and, and that's the final, <laughs> and the final say. So there, there's been a couple, um, it's been funny, 
you know, some officials uh, that are, are still officiating that have, have known my dad for a long time. Took them a, a little while to realize, nope, nope, it's not Lon back on, you know, the, at the head coach. It's um, this is my daughter, Nikki. And um, we had one instant, uh, when was it? I think two years ago. Um, it was a close, it was a tournament game. It was a close game. And um, he kept telling me, you know, Nikki, I think maybe we should take a, a timeout here. What do you think about a timeout? Um, and we got into kind of a trap situation and he's like, you know, and I'm kind of half listening, you know, to him over there. And he's like, Nikki, time, time out, time out, Nikki, t- time out. And so the official heard him, um, and is just used to his, his voice and called the timeout. <laughs> and so I kind of gave him the look like, you know, Wilson, you gotta, you know, like, let, let me handle it. I was gonna, you know, call that timeout. And so it was kind of just funny. My administration kind of gave me a hard time too, because I guess I gave my dad quite the, quite the look, um, you know, as he's calling timeouts from the bench. So um, it's, it's, it's definitely a fun dynamic, but um, you know, that chain of command, like you mentioned, like uh, yeah, that we tried to set that tone right away that, you know um, you know, that that was something that we we needed to do from the start. So. What were some of the biggest things that you learned from Lon, you know, when you, not just when you played with them, just, but just being around him so much when it comes to coaching? Oh, the biggest thing I would say that the relationships that you make with your players and that, I mean, uh, I think he just does that so well um, with the girls, you know, he, he's, he's tough, but he's, he's a big teddy bear and those relationships that he has. I mean, I think that's what I saw growing up. Like that is beyond, you know, the, the game of basketball. It's, the, it's those relationships that he makes with his players and the connection that he um, will always have with them. Um, and he was just able to get them to play for each other and for the team and how important a team is and that, you know, we, if we're not all on the same page, if we're not um, working towards a common goal, uh, I, you know, we can put all the plays in that we want. We can do, you know, change up our offense, defense, all of that. Um, but we have to play together as a team and that team unit and that bond um, comes first and foremost is, and is the most important. Um, and then just the knowledge of the game. Uh, he's, he's really good off, you know, offensively, or if, if, He's really good. If you're going to take something away, he's going to, um, you know, do something else or he's going to come at it a different way. Um, his game preparation and planning, he watches a lot of film. And, um, you know, if you give him time to think, um, you know, and he'll, he'll come up with a plan. He's pretty good at um, um, executing, you know, or, or, or making changes and adjustments that um, help his team be successful. So, you know, just some of that game preparation and some of that, that the thinking process um, really helped me um, honestly be a better player. I mean, I I would say that's one thing that I um, was able to do is, you know, offensively or, you know, if you're going to take something away, something else is always open or options are available. And then that led into, you know, me coaching um, and that just helped me grow as a coach too. So those are probably, you know, the two things um, you know, the X's and O's of it, um, can always change, but those relationships and the knowledge of the game as a whole probably were the most important. I guess, is there anything that you might do a little bit different, you know, maybe from a, a tactical standpoint that, you know, maybe your dad used to do, but you kind of thought, you know, I don't like, you know, option A, I prefer kind of option B. Yeah. You know, he has this matchup zone that he's, uh, he's had used, um, 
for many, many years, uh, all my friends, um, or even younger, you know, if I would, um, he, he called it, I don't know why, he liked to use colors um, with our defensive schemes. Um, but this match zone, he always called brown. So if I would, I would say brown to, you know, players that played when I did, or even earlier, they would know exactly what I'm talking about. But um, I've tried to adapt that and change that a little bit, but he um, hasn't always been defensively minded as much with like the, the uh, man to man. So like, you know, when we had our, our run there where we were, um, you know, our, our state run, we, we played man to man defense and pressed and, you know, pretty tenacious that way. And so that was something that he, um, he, yeah, yeah. That man to man is not, he was always kind of playing a zone or a matchup zone or a two, three zone. Um, so that's something that, you know, I, depending on who I had for players, I had to adjust and change. And so that's something that, you know, we had lots of conversations and talks and um, explaining what I want and, and what I'm looking for. So defensively, that was probably one, you know, that I can think of that we kind of differ a little bit in our, our um, philosophy and, and uh, had to adjust and change a little bit with that. I was fortunate um, to have Cody Rumpel on my staff for a couple of years and He's a defensive guy and, and Matt, uh, man to man, he, you know, coached at Regis um, for a couple of years. And that was a really good wealth of knowledge and a way that I could um, learn a little bit more um, on how, you know, some drills and some things that we can do de- defensively to, to get better on our man to man defense. So um, I definitely credit him for helping me a little bit with that as, um, as we were moving forward that season. And you mentioned the 2016, 2017 season, um, I guess for those who aren't either aren't familiar or may, might need a refresher, I mean, that was a year where you guys, I want to say a Cinderella run because you guys were a very mm-hmm. good team, but you know, it was kind of a, a unique run to state where you guys played, I believe all four of your playoff games on the road. Yeah. You guys were, I believe were a five seed and you, you, you know, that first game was a four or five game. If I remember correctly in Altoona and, mm-hmm. and you guys all four rounds, you know, you went on the road and you, you just kept winning. And, mm-hmm. you know, what do you remember from that run to say, especially the fact that you, it was something you got to share with your dad who was, you know, coaching alongside you, coaching at your alma mater. You know, you were able to kind of you know do some of the things he was able to do at the same school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess first and foremost, I, I remember, you know, when I um, when we got the the five seed, I, I I'll be honest with you, I was quite uh, fueled after that. Um, pretty upset that uh, that's kind of where we landed. Um, I think we had three losses on the season um, and uh, just, you know, we, we had a good, we had a good sectional too, though. I mean, there were, there are a lot of good teams within that sectional, but I think it just kind of lit a fire of um, for myself, but also my players, my players kind of took it as a challenge as we'll show you like, we're, you know, we, we're a team to be reckoned with. We've got weapons. We've got um, players that, that, I mean, we can, we can do something here. It was kind of like, you know what? We've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. And that was kind of our mentality going into it is like, all right, let's, let's go show them. We've got, you know, let's, let's go do this. And um, the team really just came together at that right time. It's kind of one of those um, that's what you hope for as a coach, right? That by, you know, tournament time that you are, are hitting your high at that point, you know, you don't want to peak too early. Um, and that's kind of, you know, where we just, um, you know, we, we had a, had a loss right heading in, you know, like to for conference, I believe it was to, to Hayward, the good Hayward team. And I think that was kind of like, you know what, no more, like we're, we're not going to play scared. We're going to go in and we're going to do everything that we can, um, 
you know, and, and I think the senior leadership was um, really good in that season too, as far as like, Hey, this is our last shot. We, we gotta, we gotta do everything we can to, to make this happen. And so, um, and, and actually, luckily it kind of worked out. It was kind of a little like revenge tour, if I'm being honest, you know, uh, Altoona, we had lost to a close one early in the season. So we didn't, you know, it was kind of like, nope, it's our turn. We know that we can um, be successful. And then, um, and actually we, we had some weather issues that year too. And so um, I remember having to move that game up in Altoona and then um, having to play instead of Saturday, we played Monday at GET. So that was an interesting, you know, that's just a different dynamic playing on a Monday night. Um, and I believe the ACT was the next day. So that was, you know, I know, um, I just remember that was something that the girls were like, oh, and then we got to get up and, and get that ACT. But going to GET, who we had lost to last or the previous year in tournaments. So it was like, okay, we got to kind of revenge, revenge there. And then, um, and then, you know, heading into to sectional final, I mean, well, Elk Mount, no, sorry, Elk Mount, um, that was one that we had lost um, that season too. And so it was like, okay, our turn to take that on. And then heading into the sectional final game against Somerset, um, my girls, my seniors have had a long rivalry back and forth. They had played each other um, in the Great Northwest growing up. Um, we've played them non-conference. Um, so it was just kind of that, you know, they knew each other very, very well. And Somerset was, a uh, um, had a lot of seniors on their team too. So, um, you know, heading into that. And I think my girls were just charged. I remember us coming out, um, you know, just, just ready to go within our press within, I mean, everything was just clicking. Um, and I think that, you know, by far is my favorite game of the season, you know, the entire season was that Somerset game and the atmosphere and the crowd, um, was quite amazing but to experience all that with my father um you know that's memories that i that we've made together um that you know he's been through that experience so the, so the wisdom and the knowledge and just him knowing you know as a coach what that feels like i, I knew what that feel like felt like as a player um i was lucky enough to experience that myself in 2000 when i when we went to state um but it's different as a coach and, and you're leading the charge and trying to prepare your players um, to play in those those games and, and that type, type of atmosphere. And um, to, to do that, like I said, with my father, I just think, um, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, memories that we made that will never be forgotten. And we've got some pictures too. There's one in particular while we were at state right before we went out on the court that, you know, I, you know, he just said to me, I'm just so proud. And I'm, um, you know, something that we, no one can ever take away from us. And um, just something that you work, work so hard for. And um, to have an experience like that together um, was pretty amazing. All right, I guess kind of finishing up, you guys have a kind of a unique uh, opportunity, you know, a little bit later on in the summer here too, because you're both coaching in the uh, Wisconsin Basketball Coach Association All-Star Game, correct? Yes, yes, yep. Um, yeah, we get to, unfortunately, it's uh, cut a little bit. Sh it's going to be a little bit different this year. Um, normally, we get a week with the with the girls and get prepared. But um, we will, you know, they're hoping to, to host those in August. Um, I think it's August 5th and um, get to do that together. And, you know, you get to, as a coach, when I was called and asked if, you know, um, I would coach this season, um, you know, I obviously my first thought, you know, you get to pick um, your assistants and, of course, I, uh, you know, my dad 
came to mind right away. Um, just another experience that we get to share together. You know, he's 73 years old. And so, um, you know, I, I want to soak up and take all the opportunities that I can to, to have these experiences with him and um, to, to coach the game that we both love and we both love to talk about and be a part of. And you get to do that with a great group of ladies. Um, you know, I've been able to connect with the ladies um, that I'll be coaching through, you know, email and um, mostly virtually, but it's, it's, I mean, you can just tell they're, they're great kids. And um, to have that experience again together with my dad um, is pretty special. Um, he's, he's had the opportunity to coach in the past and um, to do that. And so, um, you know, I wanted to, to bring him along for the ride because, you know, he definitely deserves that. And um, like I said, with, with him being older, I want to have all those opportunities I can to, to share that with him. All right. I guess finishing up, is there anything else you, you think is kind of important to know for, for people about kind of this, this, this unique story, this unique path that you, you and your dad are on? Um, you know, I think, you know, in the time that we're in right now, and um, I think those relationships that you have with, you know, your family and your parents and, you know, all that kind of comes, you know, those, that kind of, kind of, kind of comes to the forefront right now with everything that's taken place and just being able to connect, you know, on that level has been something that, um, that I've really enjoyed and, and appreciated and, and so thankful and grateful that I've had the opportunity um, to do that with my father. And, um, yeah. And so I guess, yeah, try, trying to connect and, and make those connections with people and continue to bring positivity and, and light to, to the, to the sport, the game of basketball, um, it's something that I always, always cherish and think that's pretty important. So. All right. Well, Nikki Seibel, thank you very much for joining, joining me today. I had a lot of fun being able to kind of you know, dig in a little bit on, on uh, with you know on you and Lon and kind of the 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 basketball life you've had, so to speak. Yes, yes, it's definitely been um, been exciting and fun, and and brought me many experiences that um, I definitely will cherish. So, thank you, Brandon. I appreciate it. And there you have it, my interview with Bloomer head girls basketball coach Nikki Seibel, and. Honestly, one of the first interviews I did for this. Uh, you, you're going to be hearing these interviews here, obviously in a certain order, but you know that wasn't necessarily the order that they came in. So she was one of the first ones I did. So, um, but it, it was kind of fun, and I think you'll kind of see as we go along that you know both myself and specifically our uh, interviewees are going to be a little bit more comfortable with this, just as I kind of get a little bit you know more comfortable with this. Admittedly, I'm not someone that. You know, I hear I hear my interviews and I do them all the time on my you know when I record them for when I'm writing stories for the Herald. But you know, it's not very often that that those interviews themselves are heard by others. And well, they're they're, they're let's just put it this way: on mind of things, I know there's things I need to to kind of clean up and improve on. So that's kind of an ongoing process. But that was a a really fascinating interview with Coach Seibel, just being able to to dig into a bunch of different things that she is uniquely qualified to answer. So. Uh, thank you very much for joining me this week, and we're going to leave you now with a little sneak peek of my next interview, which will drop next Monday, and that is with Kadat wrestling coach Josh Spaeth. And uh, I think for anyone that's familiar with you know, wrestling in this area, and specifically Kadat wrestling, you know that the Kadat wrestling program has been operating at a high level for a while. Josh has been the, the coach at Kadat for over a decade, 
and before that was a was a wrestler for the Hornets, and won a state championship as a as a grappler in high school, and it has led you know the Hornets to a number of them individually since he's taken over the program. Most recently, this past year, the Hornets crowned two state champions with Braden Sontag and Brady Spath. So we talk, you know, specifically for this conversation, we focus more on the youth aspect of it because, you know, so many times when you hear about, you know, wrestlers and wrestlers that are going on to do great things, it's, you know, they, they, they got an early start with it. And wrestling is one of those sports that really, you know, I, I think a, a good, strong youth wrestling program goes a long way to ultimately what you see at, high, at the high school level and even beyond with some of those wrestlers. So, you know, we talk about what makes, you know, Kadat a wrestling town, basically. What helps them, you know, get you know, get the interest from wrestlers at a young age and parents at a young age and, you know, helps them keep it and stick through it all the way through. And it's, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into it. I kind of figured going into it that there was, but when you hear Coach Spath kind of break down the amount of planning and communication that goes into it, it's really, I mean, it's a it's a year-round thing. Sports in general have become a year-round thing for pretty much, pretty much any sport, and wrestling's no different. So we're going to leave you now with a little bit of a teaser from what you can hear next week. So I thank you very much for joining me. What are some of the keys? And I know you're obviously, you're, you're more on the on the high school end, but you mentioned you, you, you still communicate and you're very close with the, you know, the coaches you have on the youth end. What are some of the keys that that, that it takes to kind of get, get that, um, participation and get kids out when they're younger and kind of get them with the program because it's not a prerequisite that, you know, if you want to win a state championship, you got to, you know, wrestle, you know, since you were a little kid, but it, it, it seems like that's kind of a lot of the qualifications of the kids that are doing really well at state as they've been doing it since, you know, they were, you know, six, seven, eight years old. So I guess how are how's Kadat able to kind of continue to get such a strong presence of kids out when they're young and get them to stay with the program? Um, you know, there's a couple of questions. Uh, we're very, uh, you know, we have a like a Google Doc that, you know, has all our practices for our youth all the way up to high school. Our youth practice, our youth coaches can look at what high school uh, coaches are doing and vice versa. But, again, we communicate. I'm, I'm talking to youth coaches every day. I know what's happening. Um, you know, I work with Coach Yeager at the elementary. who's kind of heading that up. And, I'm, you know, I talk to Coach Phelps a lot. Um, and, um, you know, we're always looking at how we can improve and um, make sure kids are having fun and they want to be out. And then the second is we, we like to market the program. So, we, you know, we make posters every year for our, you know, our varsity team. Uh, this year we made playing cards. So each individual wrestler had their own playing cards, and the youth came in and, uh, you know, they got their cards signed by the high school, high school athletes, and it was just a big deal. And, um, we, you know, we try to post it on Facebook results a lot, how the kids are doing, and then also um, – you know, throughout the high school and elementary, we're, we're always hanging up pictures of, you know, all the kids to make sure they're recognized for their efforts. You know, not only just winning, but, you know, if they had a good practice, you know, at the youth level, they're recognized and, and you know, they're called wrestler of the night. And we try to, we, we really try to recognize as many kids as we can for, for exceptional efforts.